Scotty, I'm in full twiddle. How about you? Yep, things are twiddling well. That's good. Well, I'm going to break the streak. I'm not going to talk about stack views this week. Oh, John, that's like, um, what is it called when you these people maintain a habit by making sure you do something every day and tick it off and the fear of breaking the, the consecutive run is what keeps you going. Is it, There's a name for that, isn't there? Um, other... I don't know. I think obsessive compulsive, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I, do, I think uh, OCD is maybe slightly more serious than that, but there we are. Okay, so, all right, here we are. It's a Wednesday night for you, is that right? Yeah. And it's it a Thursday morning for me, and next week is the uh, the big show, WWDC. Mm. Um, so hopefully I'm going to get this show out on Friday morning. So people will be traveling to the big show, uh, and I'm sure the thing that they really want to do on an airplane is hear me and you. Um, so maybe we should just start by uh, giving our wildly inaccurate predictions and maybe desires for next week um, so that we can get them out there before it happens, and then next week we will laugh at how wrong we were. Well, uh, they're going to just uh, shit-can AppKit altogether. A lot of people would like that. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people would really like that. Uh, we, we've been saying, I think, I, I think when we started this show or some previous version of this show in 2008, was it? 2009? I don't know when me, when me and you started anyway. Um, or maybe it was just on some shows we were on before that. Uh, I think AppKit 2 and get rid of AppKit 1 is was always a hope for DubDub. I think for about the last five, six years, everyone's just given on that up on that now. Well, they're just gonna it's gonna be mobile app kit. Yeah, is this this um marzipan thing that was being spoken about? Because isn't for don't people now think that's 2019 and it's not probably as anywhere near as a um a replacement as people thought, but maybe just some sort of UI IB type of thing. Or just uh, full screen iOS simulator with movable windows. Possibly. Uh, I don't think we're going to get that next week. No. And, yeah. I, I'm, and who cares? There's nothing wrong with doing Mac development. It's still delightful. Oh, exactly. I prefer it. It's, it's, uh, I, I, I find iOS development, if I'm honest, a little dull these days. Um, and uh, you know, in some ways, I like having to deal with the cronkiness and uh, curmudgeonly old manniness of um, uh, of AppKit and having to. Uh, you know, I like to go to work each day and wrestle <laughs> with what what I'm doing. That's how you know you're still alive. It is when your uh, when your um, uh, framework kicks you in the balls. It reminds you that things are still going. <laughs> There's got to be a show title in there somewhere. <laughs> All right, so I mean, it's been very, very quiet on the rumors this year. I mean, um, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think everyone's just thinking that um, iOS. We know we're going to get iOS twelve and ten, fourteen. Is it? Yeah, whatever. Lost tracks since they give started giving them names. Um, iOS twelve. I think people are expecting that just to be like a, you know, um, uh, uh, like you know. a gingerbread ice cream sandwich. Yes, whatever one of those are. And uh, it's, you know, it's maybe a stability releases this year and firming things up just before they do iOS 13 next year, which is a complete change, and they break all the stability stuff they've done this year. <laughs> um, but I think we've spoken in other years. I think that 
I seem to remember in 2014 we were saying, well, we think it's going to be a quiet year, and then they announced Swift. So um, who knows? But it's uh, is it a case of really there is going to be, um, you know, not much this year? It's a consolidating year. Um, it's about uh, shoring things up, or is it just that they've um, had a real crackdown and they've managed to keep the lid on things a little better? That's an interesting thought. You know, it's funny because I was reading an article about how, uh, you know, the, the, the future growth in Apple stock is, is services. And if that's the case, then, you know, are there going to be more things that, 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 that developers can do? I mean, like, for instance, Siri. You know, I think that Apple is very, very far behind uh, in the Siri ecosphere when you compare it to what's possible with, with, with you know, Google and, and, and Amazon Echo. Um, and you think that any any time that an Apple developer can offer something that kind of plays nice with Apple's uh, infrastructure and make money and Apple can get a cut of it, that might be interesting. Yeah, I mean, Siri is way behind as a, as a tool and it's even further behind as something developers can use. So, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. So basically, I think by the fact that we're fumbling around a bit here is is the point. Is we have we have no idea what's going to come. So if you could pick, if you could if you could uh, have gone into uh, Tim Cook's uh, or Craig Federici's uh, office back in September or so, where probably these decisions were being made, um, and, and said, "Hey, Craig, Tim, look, 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 come here. Let me give you some advice. Uh, what what would be the one thing you'd be telling them to do?" Uh, don't listen to anything that Scotty might say on a podcast. Uh, but listen. To I don't think there's any danger of that. <laughs> ignore the half user in your head. Uh, you know, I'm I'm absolutely at a loss because I think that that there was so much discussion about is is Apple's quality kind of slipping a little bit, and I haven't haven't kind of heard any more cries about that. Um. Because I guess people have kind of taken it at face value. They said, "No, we're just going to just focus on making things better and more stable." And 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 you know, there the, the, there was much made of of things like machine learning and 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 AR and VR that was that was done last year. And so, in some ways, you'd kind of think, "Well, okay, what's what's you know, you made those you you, you put those stakes in the ground. What do you have to to say now about about progress?" You know, and, and I think, you know, what do you have to say to developers? Why should we still care? What What's interesting to look forward to from a, a from a kind of business perspective? Because technology is great and it's wonderful, but, you know, don't you get the feeling that that, that there are just so far fewer, you know, indie developers and, and with far fewer indie developers in some ways there's, there's less excitement? Or maybe that's just my jaded perspective from having been a, a corporate drone now for the last nearly three years. Uh. Was it the indies that were creating excitement? Maybe it's hard to know because you're you're so affected by your own ecosphere, and obviously being indies for a time, you know, maybe those are the people that make us excited, and maybe nobody ever, no one ever got excited. But no, that can't be true. Otherwise, Dub Dub wouldn't have been. All no, but I mean, I, I I just remember you know coming out of of Dub Dub in years passing. Okay, now they have this technology that will enable me to do this. I remember being so excited. <laughs> so many years ago about you know uh what was it called dot mac and then there was there they had promised some technology that would enable peer-to-peer you know networking that was announced and nothing came of it and then i remember being so excited about cloud kids like oh this will be great and it's great if you want ns user defaults in the sky but you know god help you if you want to have you know uh 
you know, meter data storage, for example. So there, there have been many times when I thought, okay, Apple is now going to do this thing. It's going to enable a whole new kind of range of applications. And then kind of after a couple of times of being disappointed, I stopped in some ways caring about what, what Apple is going to release technology-wise and started caring more about you know, what does the business landscape look like for the next year and, and are there trends I can take advantage of. Oh, that's an interesting point. I mean, I guess some of it comes from, you know, back from 2008 onwards when, you know, iOS was new, you know, every year, you know, iOS was so unfeatured when it came out as a developer tool anyway, um, as a developer framework, not necessarily as a, an operating system in itself, um, that, you know, every year you were going to get stuff and it was a case of you getting excited and there was a little bit of at last type of going to it. But I guess now we're at iOS 12 or whatever it is, you know, it's... if. if it's all been there for ages. Everything that's been added in the last few years has been, you know, incidental. Yes, people have taken advantage of it. There's been some, you know, some good things amongst that. But on the whole, you know, it's not like, yay, we can now do this. It's more like, oh, that's interesting. There might be a chance for that. And I think um, uh, on the services side, uh, Apple have failed so many times. As you said, you've just listed .Mac and, and CloudKit and whatever else. And I don't remember, CloudKit now... For what it's supposed to do, as you said, any user defaults in the sky is probably the best thing it can do. Um, it uh, it works. In fact, you know, in things like um, iCloud Drive work pretty well. I use iCloud Drive all the time. I used to use Dropbox. Now I use iCloud Drive. Um, and the reality is, you know, making something like that work with the number of users they have means that somewhere along the line, Apple has been able to, you know, do something with uh, services that has worked and gone okay. Um, I think part of the problem is now if, if Apple come out tomorrow and announce some great new service, um, most of us have been bitten so many times with, well, firstly, is it going to work? And then even if it does work, is it going to last? That, um, yeah, I, I think it's quite hard to get excited about really because, um, you know, everybody might wait to see if other people adopt it. And when everybody waits to see if other people adopt it, that means no one's adopting it. <laughs> And it's, uh, yeah, by Apple standards, uh, it might mean that. So it's, I think, um, you know, Apple do make money as services at the moment. They charge, you know, the the cost of extra space on, um, you know, iCloud is is pretty big and uh, you don't get much, um, you know, as part of your, uh, as part of the free tier and whatever else. And I don't think everything should be free, but it's like, you know, there's... Apple seem to be raking it in with high prices on a few things as opposed to lower prices on mass things, which is the Apple way, I guess. Mm. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, see what we get. Um, I would like to see, I'd like to see a rev to the MacBook Pro. Um, even if it was, uh, yeah, because the current one has to be considered a failure. Um <laughs> Uh, the sticky keys and touch bar it must be i mean the touch bar is not a problem as such i mean the adoption of the touch bar may take time so i'm not I, I don't have a problem with that but the um you know i think it was mike zorn said on twitter you know he'd had a speaker go on his and to replace the speaker also requires a whole top section of a laptop which was 700 dollars or something you know and as nice as they look um and as sexy that might be if your product uh firstly breaks a lot uh and, and secondly um 
you know, when it does break is not maintainable at a reasonable price, then that is basically just crap design. I think basically, you know, what I'm trying to say is Johnny screwed up on this one. He let his, he let his, um, his form over function just really went to town or his team or whoever it was. And, you know, this is just a bad laptop. It is, it has to all right be cool. I mean, I, uh, I won't buy one. Um, and it's not because they, they don't work now. It's, um, and I always buy Apple care with my laptops. Anyway, I always pay the two, $300, whatever it is, $400 for Apple care. Cause I think on a laptop, you just have to, cause everything's expensive. But I just, and I, I know I could sell it on, but I just refuse to buy something where if in once the warranty is gone, it breaks. I know it's probably going to cost me five or 600 pounds to mend. Why would I do that? I just, it's, I'm just going to wait and see. So even if they just come out and said, um, you know, uh, they're never going to say, oh, when we fix the keyboard, that's, you know, you're never going to hear those words from stage. Oh, when we fix the keyboard. <laughs> um, but, you know, if they could just do a, uh, it doesn't even have to announce it from the stage, just, you know, a nice quiet during WWE week when, because it will then get picked up, you know, just upgrade to the latest Intel processors and just use a one line in there, um, you know, in the, in the thing saying, you know, fully redesigned keyboard or something. Yeah, that will that will make people just think, okay, they've looked at this, but uh, it's yeah, it's a bit of a disaster. Um, I do have one. I I, I mean, I've seen them. I've, I've started working on one this week because the uh, one of the clients we're working for um, has decided that uh, they want us to run a whole bunch of corporate crap on on machines before we can access any of the repositories or anything. Uh, to which the response was, none of that crap is going anywhere near my machine. So if you want that, you better send me send me one. Um, so. Uh, for myself and my business partner, a couple of uh, MacBook Pros turned up this week. So, um, you know, so I, I'm not one of these people who says the keyboard feels bad. I know it's dis- it definitely feels different to the other one. Whatever, it's not that. It's just surely a quality and of of, of manufacturing design issue for me that Apple have got this one wrong, um, and they need to fix it. Um, and this is, and I think it's this laptop that is causing Apple. All its, uh, you know, a whole bunch of issues of of people what they think about it because it is probably the most common thing, or this keyboard anyway uh, that people talk about. Because if you look at, you know, the other things they're building, the iMacs and you know, particularly the iMac Pro, they're still fantastic machines made, you know, great quality, work really, really well. Apple's normal keyboards, Apple's Magic um, Trackpad and Magic Mouse Two and whatever all they are, they're still they're still really high quality, really good working stuff. So this one thing is ruining the whole image. Of, of the entire Apple product range when it, it doesn't really, but it, it's so prominent. Laptop without a keyboard is not really very good um, <laughs> that it's, uh, that it's ruining, ruining things for them. So I, I, and I think it would be good for people to see that. I, I think, you know, when Apple were, when Apple were rising to glory through the iPod and the iPhone, um, they could, they could say, um, you know, fuck you to the to the establishment you know look we know what we're doing we're doing this right and our sales are proving it you know they are now you know the biggest company in the world they are in the place where you know microsoft used to be or you know where ibm used to be the only way they can go now is down if they're if they're not careful and i think their their attitude that was seen as being the rebel upstart uh, telling the rest of the industry that it was doing it wrong and proving it was doing it wrong that was massively embraced in that area and I loved I loved it 
can now just be seen, and if they're not careful, actually be arrogance that that will just cause them to to fail, and and someone else will come along, um, and and, and take their place. And I don't want that to happen because I think you know I like Apple products. I want it to keep working. Um, yeah, so uh, there we are. I, I hope they can find a little bit of um, humility in themselves around this one. So changing topics a little bit, but ha- are you familiar with a, a, this series called Halt and Catch Fire? It's an AMC production. It's available on Netflix, at least in the United States, probably in other places as well. But it talks about the early days of, of desktop computing when it was you know, largely a hobby thing and there was lots of competition. It talks about it, it, it's fictitious companies, but you know, the, the first the first uh you know ser- uh, how you call it the first year uh, is it seems to be you know talking about compact and then eventually you know a company that's modeled after norton and then some obscure game company um but it's funny because i, I i'm old enough to have lived through that kind of uh in in the 80s and 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 when people were were you know so passionate about changing the world through this next hardware innovation and, and of course now everyone will tell you that they're changing the world with their next hardware innovation but you know the the difference between you know not having personal computers to having personal computers or you know not having you know uh you know dial up modem based services and multiplayer games or or things like that or or you know nascent information services or the the fear of, of viruses or you know the the the, the fear of, of IBM crushing your 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 new company um it's it stands in kind of interesting market contrast and it's not that long ago but uh it, it's it's a fun to it's fun to kind of think about Apple now and its position it holds versus you know way back when 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 nobody knew who was going to be the dominant player no i've not heard of it but i've just looked it up yeah um we'll put a link in the show notes it seems to be a link in the show notes seems to be available on different providers in different countries so Hmm. there we are not available on netflix in the uk i'm afraid right well sorry sorry uk tell tell netflix to get out there and make this better you know sort this (laughs) sort this problem out oh there's four Uh, there's four seasons of it yeah wow how did I miss that? Okay, so talking about using, I mean, that sounds really interesting. Um, definitely go and watch that. Uh, you know, so you know, I think, you know, so talking about uh, comparing this with TV programs, I, I get a, uh, do, you, do you watch um, Silicon Valley? Um, I do. I think, I think Apple could have, you know, if they're not careful, they could become the hooli of, of this uh, thing with that. Uh, yeah. And uh, they're busy preparing the, um, you know the Tim Cook signature edition of something, <laughs> the box three. Well, so I. <laughs> it's it's funny you should say that you know because you know there. Netflix. One of the reasons why the Netflix video streams work so consistently and so well is this thing called Open Connect, and there's an actual there there actually is a box that that Net, Netflix places in ISPs across the world, um, so there. I, I want to joke with somebody about how kind of the box four is, is what makes everything possible, but it is a piece of hardware. It's not, you know, it's not a beautiful hardware design that you can love, but it is something that sticks in a rack and, and without it, you know, we don't get the performance we need. Um, so it, it, but, oh my God, when I saw the, <laughs> the, the, the signature logo for it, I thought of Dick Costello and the, and the, the Dick bar. <laughs> There we are. So, um, are we going to see the uh, the signature edition of something? <laughs> Won't yeah. be so funny. <laughs> but there well, we go. Well, I, I was also I was thinking, you know, about uh, I don't 
don't know whether you ever watched uh, Sun Keynotes when, you know, uh, before Jonathan, but uh, uh, when it was Scott McNeely and they used to make fun of, of Apple saying, you know, uh, how they're, they're, the fact that they had, you know, different color options and, and, you know, that was what provided a certain level of sexiness to, to their hardware. And meanwhile, Sun kind of says, well, okay, great, but our hardware powers the internet. And, and at that time, Apple was, you know, talking about iMac and it was the Mac for the internet. And the iPod had been quite successful and they were rolling out all these different covers. And so they actually had these huge kind of filing cabinet shaped computer computers up on stage. And then they brought out these like little color face plates, templates that they put on top of them saying, hey, look, we can take a page out of Apple and, and, and make server computing sexy again. It was hilarious. It's, it's, I, I, I was searching for them because they actually had really funny keynotes. You would never expect it. It was kind of amazing. Sun, as a, as a company, made very stodgy hardware and operating systems, but their keynote presentations were hilarious. We'll see if we can find a link to any of them. Yeah. So, okay, so obviously the, the press take... Um, main notice of what goes on in the morning, which uh, you know, WWDC uh, first morning keynote has always been um, you know, a, basically a big press release. I mean, so I used to always say that, you know, with um, the conference used to end at, uh, uh, start at uh, lunchtime on uh, Monday and finish at uh, lunchtime on Friday. So you're actually paying for a four-day conference. Um, mm. But uh, in fairness, they now make the conference go on all the way to Friday afternoon. Um, but the morning is really just just for the press's benefit. The afternoon is where we get the meet for developers. In the um, they used to be called State of the Unions. Are they still called State? Of, they used to be three State of the Unions. Maybe there's now just one big one, isn't there? Um, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, so and that's where they start talking about developer tools and the different frameworks and what's going on. So, um, you know, if someone who uses Xcode every day, John, what what would be the main thing you'd want to see and improved in Xcode or added to Xcode this year? Uh, I think it would be nice if, if if there was no you know speed penalty for using Swift. That would be nice. And um, I I don't know. I, I haven't really I haven't felt the need to complain about Xcode in 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 quite some time. Truth be told. And I'm trying to think. It's like it's it's so funny because there was a time where it's like oh my god this is so painful. It would be either kind of you know obscure you know. Uh, build errors of, of, of you know signing and, and that type of stuff and that got a whole lot better and then there were then there would be kind of you know xcode would go out to lunch and peg your cpu and that seemed to have, have disappeared some time ago and and i don't know I, I really can't complain about it but then i also have to say so that most of my work being in objective c i'm sure that if i was doing swift all day that would be a, a different set of complaints yeah, I mean, I think there's, for me, there's lots, uh, and I'm assuming these are just Swift errors. There are lots and lots of little things that, I mean, and, okay, they're little things to me using them. They may be huge complications to, to fix. I understand that as a, as a developer. So I'm not saying it's a little fix. I'm just saying it's a, um, it's something that is really annoying. It's not huge to me, but it's annoying. And I understand it might take a lot of fixing, but yeah, you're the richest company in the world. Get it fixed. Um, <laughs> Which I think we're right, allowed well, to say that, um, and yeah, I know it's a free I will tool, tell us, like, but it's uh, before, a, sorry, carry on. Uh, before it disappears from my mind, okay, let's fix this in in LLDB, and you go PO a Swift object. Uh, 
there's a trick and I've forgotten it, but like the, the raw print object for it, it is not kind of correct. And, and I, I remember a developer, you know, colleague of mine sending, it's like, Oh, what well, you have to do this, which, uh, seems obnoxious. Like you, you know, you, yeah, you end up getting a, a very strange way of displaying the object when it, it, it prints its description. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I don't, but I, I know that there's all sorts of issues in the debugger, yeah, that, that for that, especially when you're using Swift, that, that you know right. makes life a little awkward. Um, things like uh, with Swift, um, you fix an error; it doesn't always disappear from the error listing in Xcode. So you're wondering why you have oh, an error, right. and it's um, you know it, the error is fixed, the error is gone, and you're never quite sure. So you can never be like 100 sure is, is it just built properly again or whatever else. And it's just I little stuff never. like that, which is really it seems minor, but it just really screws up your productivity in a day. Death by a thousand cuts, yeah. And, and like how, I was talking about this with somebody. Okay, yeah, now I'm going to start my rant. But uh, you comment something out because you're trying something else, and then it complains, you know, this variable is not used. Like, well, yeah, no, I know it's not being used because it's commented, you know, most of it's commented out. And so, and I, I suspect that part of that is, is, is kind of this swiftification of, of development saying, you know, you can't let the type of compiler errors build up, which is possible to do with, with Objective-C. So now the compiler's constantly trying to figure out where you're going wrong. But then you, you get those two problems, you, you know, we were just hitting on. One is, is has it caught up to the, the edit changes you've made, or is it just, you know, trying to get... I, I, wish, I wish there was a, a, a way you could say, I'm in a highly experimental mode, shut up your, your warnings while I try and figure something out and then put it back to a, a much more strict mode when, when you're saying, okay, great, now I'm ready to, to really compile and find errors. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. I think general performance, um, things like uh, code completion is still pretty flaky um, and not always helpful. Uh, I think it could be more intelligent. Um, okay, so those, those are little things, things uh, which I think will eventually get fixed. Uh, there'll be no announcement that they're fixed they'll just be fixed we have to wait and see when we get Xcode 10 um, things I would like to see uh, and I don't think we'll get either of these um, I would like to see an officially supported plugin system for Xcode that allow you know, I'm, people will say well you can do plugins something that is officially adopted that allows people to add extra things to Xcode um, you know it's not like Apple sell this. It's not like Apple is going to do Apple's sales any damage or harm by allowing people to improve the developer tools with plugins. Um, you know, there's no. Uh, I guess uh, they they say, well, it might make it unstable, or whatever else. But you know, it's already unstable, so get over it. Um, uh, and something, you know, and, and the more, especially now, with Apple putting features into point releases more often than they used to of iOS and whatever else. Um, I would like to be able to see the ability within Xcode to work with older SDKs easier than having to have an older version of Xcode installed. Uh, I think that is just like archaic. I think I've got five versions of Xcode installed at the moment. Um, and, uh, you know, really I should just be able to go back to iOS 8 in Xcode 10 by just selecting iOS 8 from the SDK. And I know you can do fiddles and install them and do whatever else, but it shouldn't have to be that I have to go in, download this from the back and hack it. I should be able to do an Xcode say, I want to support iOS 8 in this one. Let me you know, put that framework in for me. Um, 
and do that. And I think it's been pretty poor at that, and I'd like to see that improve. However, we won't see that because Apple are always on the drive to keep people on the latest thing. Um, totally understandable because um, they want features for their new phones. But uh, as a developer who doesn't always get the chance to uh, uh, to be working on the latest stuff, that would be that would be better. And just general speed improvements. Um, I think Xcode stability is pretty good these days compared to what it used to be. I think it's generally a lot better as a tool it used to be. I'm not just slating it. You know, it used to be um, terrible, absolutely terrible as a tool. But I think now it's it's uh, it's reasonably stable, but it's unrefined. It needs to, it needs some refinement as a tool. I mean, there was some great stuff in Xcode nine. I mean, the the main thread analyzer. I mean, boy, was that a great, great addition to Xcode to warn you when things are on the main thread uh, or things are happening on the main thread. Um, you know, the, the amount of bugs that must have saved in the past 12 months is amazing. So, um, you know, I'm not you know, I'm saying you know, Xcode has some great stuff in it. So these are small critiques saying this is how I think it could be better. Well, I have every expectation that people are listening to this at Apple and furiously writing down in a notebook ready to, to welcome us in the lab saying we were listening scotty i am um, uh, well firstly i doubt that's true at all uh, and secondly exactly. uh, if if they're talking to scotty in the labs then it's not me it's someone else because i'm not going to be there <laughs> <laughs> well for the moment so i'll be in the labs i'll, I'll put a, a t-shirt saying that i'm scotty proxy uh yes that's uh that would be um no i think that wouldn't be safe at all <laughs> i'm not sure i would trust you to proxy for me what damage what damage could i possibly do to your standing in the world (laughs) not a lot anymore not a lot well john uh i'm not going to be there um i'm going to be watching it from uh uh, from a local co-working space drinking uh beer and eating pizza um uh with a bunch of local developers uh so uh, i know you're not actually at uh are you going to the keynote or is one of your colleagues doing the keynote bit uh, I think that I uh, will leave it to the colleagues. I, um, the, the deal with the devil I made with them is that I have to get their swag and, and uh, some time in the labs. Other than that, they're welcome to go wait in line and see the keynote. Cool. So um, and are you just going to generally hang around a little bit in San Jose next week? I'm definitely going to go to Alt. There are some, always some good sessions there. Cool. Well, have a great time, and hopefully we'll find a, a slot next week to uh, record in and find out what you're thinking about it all. Um, but uh, until that time, if people want to get hold of you and um, tell you what you need to say in the labs, what should they do? Uh, they can find me on the Twitter as Jembe, that's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And I took your advice and signed up for, for microblog, so you can also find me as Jembe there. Um, I followed you, Scotty, but you haven't followed me back, I don't think. That's because um, it doesn't, one of the things about micro.blog is it doesn't tell you who's following you. Yeah. Uh, and that is partly... Um, I'm not sure if it will always remain that way. I think it's one of Manton's philosophies that he wants to get rid of this. Um, you, your status is based on how many people follow you. Um, it's just more about you know whatever. So I mean, whether that will work as a social network long term, I don't know. Uh, but this, this, this sort of um, if no one knows how many people are following them, this rush for followers, this do all these dirty tricks to get followers might not happen and keep the network, you know, cleaner. So we'll see. So, but now, so the point is now you've told me that you're on there, I will go follow you, okay. but you will never know that all I'm right. following you. I will be a stalker, a micro.blog stalker. 
<laughs> there we are. Okay, uh, if people want to get a hold of me, I am Scotty on micro.blog or MacDevNet on Twitter. See, I got hold of Scotty. I'm not sure if I should have just gone with MacDevNet, but there we are. It's um, uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, or you can get hold of both of us at the same time by sending an email to feedback at iDeveloper.co. You can be able to find the show notes at iDeveloper.co. If you're going to dub dub, have a fantastic time. If you're not going to dub dub, still have a fantastic time, just not a dub dub. <laughs> Until next time, you take care. Thank you.